Oh, thank you all for tuning in to the 533rd episode of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, your host, Daryl D. Lane, as always, wherever you are, however you may be listening, I'm thanking you for making me and this show part of your day, whether via Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Everett, SoundCloud, Pandora, whichever podcast, whatever platform you may be listening to me via, can have a great podcast for you guys today, can have my brother, Scotty Johnson, on the show. We are going to give our predictions for... NBA All-Stars for the Western Conference starters and reserves. The starters and reserves actually just recently got named as we're doing this podcast. But who we should have thought could have been the starters and the reserves. That's what it is. Me and Scotty's opinion. Not what was actually fact. But before we get to that conversation, I'm going to give my shameless plug as always. First time listener, thank you. But subscribe and follow right now. Also, share this podcast with your friends and family, whether it be via Reddit threads, Facebook groups, et cetera, et cetera. Check on the description below, specifically if you use Spotify. Everything timestamped, you can click on the timestamp and we'll send you whichever part of the podcast you most like to listen to, folks. It is for your convenience. Follow me on Twitter at nitrant underscore lane. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just tap in Daryl and you'll find that I post two to five minute clips of this podcast right here. Results my second show outside the shop. And lastly, if you have Apple or iTunes, give me five stars and a great review. And for some odd reason, right? If you want the pod, then fret not, worry not, folks. But just don't say anything. Because you know what your mama told you. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. And now it's time for one of my monologues that my good friend Kenny Sim loves so very much. So, on Sunday, as I live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, right? I went out uh, to Barstool, uh, the local bar in uh, Philadelphia. A lot of people go there to watch the Eagles game and... Uh, Watched the Eagles game there, partly for the second half. Not much to discuss because it ended up being a blowout. Really packed. Didn't get a chance. Uh, really watched the most game, the, the first half of the game, the competitive part of the game, where it's 7-7. Jalen Hurts missed the shot to A.J. Brown. Christian McCaffrey has that run to tie the game up right in this other bar. So I'm there with some friends. My good friend Tyquan Warren, TQ West, uh, came up for his birthday. So I had a great time with him. He loves Philadelphia, by the way. He wants to move here. Who could blame him? A little bit different from that Buffalo, New York energy, right, folks? But we were there, and then we went over to Barstool, and the energy was amazing. Eagles fans are crazy, and I'm there in my Buffalo Bills jersey, not scared of those Eagles fans because I'm like, hey, nobody's scared of the Bills. We're like those harmless losers. Four straight Super Bowl losses. We've never won anything. We've never been anything. Why aren't Eagles fans going to worry about us? Now, if we would have played the Eagles in the Super Bowl, then, yeah, I might have had to worry about some Eagles fans in the city. But when the Eagles won, I've never seen anything like this. Philadelphia has the best sports fans in America. That street, Broad Street, like the main street in the city, city hall, flooded with people. They grease the poles. So when people climb, when the drunk people climb, they slide down. And they still got up on the poles. And the officers are just like, there ain't nothing we can do. It's a Philly thing. I'm out there in Philly. I got some boos, like, boo, like, screw Buffalo, screw Buffalo. Then I was like, hey, Josh Allen's QB3, he's QB2. And I had to lie to him, like, hey, maybe maybe Jalen Hurts is better than Josh Allen, even though my head, I'm like, no, he's not. But the energy there was overall just amazing. I still can't believe they literally have to grease the pole so grown men and women won't climb it. And the streets are just flooded. Philly sports fans, they are passionate. They are something different. A lot of people talk about Boston sports fans, New York City sports fans. I know L.A. has a big sports culture. Uh, 
Bills Mafia is known for being great. Cleveland Browns are my adopted city. I went to college there, but nothing is quite like Philadelphia sports and how passionate they are. Even when you talk to them about Ben Simmons and how they hated him with the 76ers, or even when the Phillies were in the World Series this past year, and <clears throat> there was so much energy downtown for the Phillies. Philadelphia sports fans, they love their freaking sports, and particularly the Eagles. Go green. You do not mess with them when it comes to their Eagles. You don't. Also, they're extremely obnoxious. So, I will be in attendance for the Super Bowl. I'll be watching. I will be out. Probably won't do a pod on Sunday. I'll be on Monday with Kenny Sims, getting expert for 247 Sports. But that Sunday night, if the Eagles win, it's going to be mayhem. I can't wait. I've never really experienced this. I never also went to a big college sports-wise. I went to John Carroll, a small Catholic, like just under 4,000 kids. So I never had that big experience of going to an Ohio State in Alabama, right, where it's just this big atmosphere. And this is kind of what it is in Philadelphia sports, and it's really cool and amazing to be a part of, even though you Eagles fans, a little obnoxious saying Jalen Hurts is better than Josh Allen. Let's be real. But had a fun time, and I can't wait for the Super Bowl. Now, come next to the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. We're going to have Scotty Johnson on the show. Come next to the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Oh, we're back with the Barbershop Sports Talk. We have my brother, Scotty Johnson, with us. Last time I had Scotty on the show, we did Eastern Conference All-Star Starters and Reserves. And now we're going to do the West All-Star Starters and Reserves for our prediction. So how you feeling? How you living, my brother? I'm feeling good. Living good, you know. I kind of like what we did yesterday. My list was kind of, you know, my list was, you know, A1, as always. I can't wait to see what today is. I think today's is going to be even more interesting. <laughs> it is. As I was doing this list, it's hard because a lot of the guys, obviously, Anthony Davis, guys like Zion, Kawhi Leonard, um, a lot of guys with superstar, even Brandon Ingram, a guy like that. There's a lot of guys, it's Steph Curry. There, there's been a lot of guys who are quote-unquote stars who have that all-star starter even <laughs> Ability. They just haven't played a lot of basketball, so it's tough to piece and parse all of that. And then you have some other guys who are playing well. And then the West is so bunched up in the standings, which you know is something I value. So it did make it sort of hard to do everything. Yeah, I mean, it's it's unfortunate, right? Because you know, like. As fans of the game, you want to see the best of the best play against the best of the best. And even, I'm pretty sure, even for other people doing, like, you know, the people that's actually a part of the All-Star vote, it's probably difficult for them, too, because, you know, they have to, the players who they thought, you know, or who they assumed would be All-Stars by this time, and rightfully so. Like, not to, say, not to take nothing away from these players, it's just, you know, they either hurt or they haven't played enough games under their belt in order to qualify. So it's not like, you know, it's not... It's not as like a sense of anybody playing bad. It's just, you know, it's just the state, you know, people hurt and they don't got that many games. And it's just like the flow of the season of where they had in their season. It's unfortunate that the Western Conference still got most of these players and not the East, but I ain't going to say not the East, but I don't want that 
happen to any conference. It's just, you know, all around it just makes it, you know, more interesting. So I'll start first. So for my first guard, uh, I have Steph Curry. Um, I gave it very heavy consideration between Steph and Ja. As I was looking at it, I mean, Steph has played 32 games this year. Ja only played 39. So that was kind of it because it was like, that's only seven, six games, six, seven games, right? So I'm like, am I really going to punish Steph too much? Having a much better season than Ja, in my opinion, better basketball player overall. Uh, and, you know, the Warriors have been somewhat disappointing, but Steph also missed a few months of the season, right? And I don't necessarily judge him being the reason the team hasn't had success. But then you look at the numbers, right? Uh, he's at 29 a game, six rebounds, six assists. He's shooting 48% from the field, 41% from three, uh, 58% from two-point range uh, as a whole, 91% from the line. So the efficiency's off the charts, uh, and when he plays, the Warriors still have one of the best offenses in the NBA. And he was a guy who was really in the thick of the MVP conversation before he got hurt and was having magical 50, 50 plus games. He was kind of doing what Luka was doing a little bit when Luka kind of went on that tear. So Steph Curry is going to be the first guard for me. And um, no, no um, arguments here. Same. I got Steph Curry. And well deserving, rightfully so. You know, um, coming off championship run, averaging. 36 rebounds, six assists. I mean, the Warriors' offense—you said it. It, it. it just looks way different when he's on the floor. When he's on the floor, it makes them contenders. And I, I said it, it makes them contenders. They're my—they're still my pick to win. If they finish top five, even if they finish like the sixth seed, I still think they got a shot because a player like that who who works best or I would say who's at his best in a system like that, it's kind of hard to beat. And then when you watch like how the way they play and how do I mean, not even how the way they play, it's entertaining and it starts with him and, you know, with the all-star game, you know, they want to be entertained and he's one of the best at doing that. So rightfully so I got Steph Curry. So, how, I have a question. How many games would Steph have had to have missed for you not to make him the starter? I'll say. How many games played he played again? Can you repeat? 32. 32. He probably had to miss out of the 32. Like 10. I mean, 10 more would like, do it. I mean, if he's at like 20, 20, that's. Maybe like 20. Like 20. So if, you know, people don't probably don't really probably wasn't paying attention to it, but if they was on, if he was still playing, if he never got hurt, he was like averaging about like twenty six, twenty seven. They he was they was talking about him being in the MVP talk conversation. I don't know if he'd have finished top three, but he definitely was in in that combo. But he's not no more, obviously, because they've been losing. He hasn't been playing, but he was. You feel me? He was in that combo, so. I say for him to, um, for me to not to consider him a starter, he'd have to miss about like at least like least fifteen, maybe twenty. So for my next guard spot, this was the easiest selection out of all the All Stars, probably, and the rightfully most deserved one, and the one I believe right now LeBron is leading vote getter. I get the LeBron's leading vote getter for the All Stars right now. Obviously, he's the most famous basketball player in the world, one of the most famous athletes. 
in the world, but this guy is probably having the best season out of anybody in the NBA right now, and that is one Luka Doncic. So he's averaging 34 a game, uh, leading the NBA in scoring, nine rebounds, 8.6 assists, uh, dragging a pretty mediocre Dallas Mavericks team to being a top eight seed in the Western Conference. I think right now exactly they're right around like fifth or sixth right now. Uh, he does it all relatively efficient. Three-point shooting could be uh, a little bit better on Luka's end, but he gets the paint so easily. I think he's like at 10 free throws a game right now. Uh, it's kind of a mix of like a something beyond Apex James Harden, even where James Harden went on those runs where it's the step back three and then he's getting to the paint every time. And he even has a little bit of a post game too that he gets and he just backs down these little guards and it's just like there's nothing you can do. So Luka's the most deserving guy in the conference for to be the all-star captain in my opinion and he's playing the best basketball. So Luka, the second guard, not much to consider here for me. Um, same. I got Luka mania for all the right all the reasons you said. Um, reason why I got Luka is because it's kind of like watching like LeBron play in the early Cavs years. It's just he's in the West, so he's in the quote-unquote tougher um, conference. So everything he's doing is kind of impressive, you know. And it reminds me of how LeBron, how LeBron is. You know, you 6'8", forward, plays like a guard, better run point guard. Um all the offenses do him. And not no disrespect to the Dallas players, but can't nobody on that team create how he creates for himself. They can't create for themselves how he creates for themselves. The he only other person on the team who can create it all is Denwitty. I mean Exactly. And he creates the opportunities for the other players. And the only player I know that played like that is LeBron. With the numbers to match too. Thirty four, nine and nine. So that's unheard of, you know. And um I think in the upcoming years, he will be um, he will be a captain. I don't think this year because of you know the popularity that you still have to like factor in the popularity and the yeah, he's just not as famous as LeBron, which is fine. Which is fine, and he's young too, so you know got him about like that ten years, so that works too. And I think he'll definitely be like in the next probably like five years, three four years, between three to five years, he'll definitely be the best player in that conference has now. So, next for me at forward, I have one LeBron James. Uh, That's your boy. That's your guy. <laughs> you know, everybody says so. Me and LeBron have a very complicated relationship. Uh, it's like me and cookies. Like, I love cookies, but I know it's not always good for me. It's a complicated relationship. Uh, but you can't deny LeBron's greatness. I mean, at 38 years old, he's having the best year 20, age 38 season in the history of the league, I mean, he's averaging 30 points per game, eight and a half rebounds per game, and seven assists a game on 51% shooting from the field, and this man's 38 years old, uh, which is uh, utterly insane. I mean, the efficiency from the line, you know, it is what it is. It's 77%, not super, it's okay. And then the three-point shooting is really LeBron's really weakness. I mean, it's, and it's never been really, I would say, a strength in his game. But still, his ability to control the pace of a game, uh, to get buckets, uh, to make other players better, is still one of the best in the league. 
Uh, I guess one thing that hurts LeBron, obviously, the record for the Lakers isn't very good, but the Lakers don't have a good basketball team, and Anthony Davis has been hurt for, like, a large portion of the season. So it's very hard when you're playing with a bunch of poop, and then you're asking LeBron, you know, to make lemon out of poop, which is kind of impossible as I'm thinking about this in real time. Turning poop into lemonade, that'd be kind of crazy. Uh, somewhat magical, some might say, but that's what he's kind of being asked to do, so I don't fault him too much for that, but... LeBron deserves to be uh, a starter in the All-Star game. First forward for me. Okay, okay. I got LeBron too, but before I get to that, that that at the end of the day, do you like cookies? <laughs> I, more than I would like to admit. Exactly. So at the end of the day, you like Brian. Ain't nothing wrong with Brian. Well, I, the reason why I got Brian, you know, is... It's LeBron James. I mean, come on, man. At, at what, year 20, age 38? Come on, man. 46, 8 and 7 the other night? Not Like you said, the team might not be there all the way, but like I said, it's a team game, so there's a lot of factors that play into that. You know, teammates, coaching staff, you know, how, to, how they run in the offense, who they, who they got coming off the bench, you know, like certain decisions. All that's, you know, that's team, that's, Bringing in the right players, giving away the right players—that's that's management. That's team. That's the team aspect of it. But as far as individuals, man, LeBron is definitely the all-star. Now, with me, that one thing that I feel like that's that that's hilarious and all this is that he might be named the captain again. And ever since they got this new format, he's been a captain every year in the East and the West. He's just that popular. So and good too. Okay, good too. Well, it's because he's popular. <laughs> also, he's good. I don't know no 38 that no other 38-year-old that can put up 46-87. Oh, no, I agree, but I'm just saying he's getting the votes because he's like LeBron James. <laughs> it ain't just the popularity, though. Come on, don't do that. Don't do that to my guy. Come on, don't do that. <laughs> if who was the best basketball player, Luka and Jokic and Steph would be having more votes than LeBron right now. Yeah, but that's... But, all that's is, see, you're asking for individual individual accolades for team success. Like, I don't, I, I think you think it's just, it's just more, it's just more that go. It's just to me, it's just more that goes into it than just that. If like this is something that's based off the individual, so one on one. I mean, not even one on one, but. Under my head, I still consider LeBron one of the best just off age. He's still doing what he's doing, regular numbers, and he's at an older age. Like that's that's unheard of. And he's probably still gonna be able to put on a show like he thirty in his you know mid twenties, early thirties. Like like just another All Star game for him. So on top of the numbers and on top of being an older player, the veteran he is, like again, you know, you gotta have LeBron in All Star game. You gotta have him as a starter. I don't know about a captain, but you got to have a start. So, for me at the other forward spot, this is probably going to shock you, Scotty. This was probably going to be more shocking than the Tyrese Halliburton uh, spot for starting in the All-Star game for me yesterday. I'll be honest. So, as my next forward off the board, I have DeMontis Sabonis. Does that shock you, Scotty? Not, not entirely. Oh, so it doesn't shock you as much as Tyrese? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I thought it was. Okay, we're in the we're in the green. Okay, not a red light. Then it's a green light. So Sabonis, he's 19 points per game, 
uh, 12.5 rebounds per game, which is leading the NBA in rebounds. 7.4 assists per game. He's shooting 61% from the field with his 10th out of all eligible NBA players right now. Um, if, if you look at the analytics, too, they're pretty good. He's third in win shares. Um, I think he's, like, top five in offensive win shares as well. Uh, really a guy who does really good in the counting numbers and more so the analytical numbers. Right now, the Sacramento Kings are the third seed in the Western Conference. They are having a surprise year. He is the best player on that team. No disrespect to Darren Fox and his fans out there, but I think Sabonis is the straw that stirs that drink down there in Sacramento. Also, Sacramento is one of the best offenses in the NBA, and I think Sabonis does a lot to kind of open up the court uh, with them being able to do a lot of different things and him being such a good passer and high IQ basketball player. So Sabonis is the fourth forward for me. And also, by the way, one of the most underrated basketball players in the NBA. I want to say I think he's one of the best players in the NBA who nobody talks about. Who's not like an obvious superstar. Um, I agree with that. I really ain't I really ain't have a um a comeback for um but Devontae Sabonis because it's it's like like I said off um when we were off the air. I mean, you can't really the West really, you know, really ain't got like no true big. So out of all the forwards in the West that's playing, you know, right now, he's the you know, he's one of the ones that's playing consistent and he's tough. And give credit to him and De'Aaron Fox. They got Sacramento, you know, they got them rolling. People, a lot of people didn't see the Kings being the third seed, maybe like a fifth or sixth, not top three. At one point, they was top two. So, you know, you got a big ups to him. But my pick... And he's played like 20 more games than Zion and Anthony Davis, the other two guys that I think a lot of people. That's also a big one for me. But you can go ahead. And that's even adds more to the consistent play. So, I my pick, I got Laurie Markin. Okay. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. And we're just trading off I, white guys right now. You know, and <laughs> I, I ain't gonna lie, his 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 turnaround definitely definitely shocked me. If you was to ask me if with Lloyd Marketing be averaging twenty five points a game for Utah Jazz, I'd have said maybe eighteen, maybe twenty. But no, nah, he's hands down best player, overall player. Played in I think all their games. Almost all of them, but like four of them. Averaging 25, 8, 2 assists on 66.8 true shooting percentages, 45% from the field, 54% from the three, 85% from the free throw. And that's what makes his true shooting percentage high because he shoots at a high, at a high clip from the field goal to three-point and the free throw. And Laurie Markin, you know, just being a seven-foot, you know, versatile, kind of like Dirk, just a seven-foot versatile forward, can defend, can shoot can um, bag you down. He's not probably as physical as, you know, most players, but he can be. He can abuse the mismatch every now and then if you get it to him. And I just I just respect the, the toughness and the, the toughness because he was an ex-Cavalier last year. And I, I didn't – I have debates and stuff with my friends all the time about how I wish we could have kept marking it because with him on our team, we he was a three. We would play Allen at the five, Mobley at the four, and he'd be at the three. That's a mismatch for most small forwards. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's and legit 6'10", 6'11". So here he's listed at seven feet. Oh. Even. So that's, you know, that's a, and even 6'10". That's still a mismatch for most small forwards in the league. So I feel like he earned it with this one, and, and especially how, you know, being in the West, tougher conference. 
and being in Utah, and then he's um, oh, and then by the All Star game being in Utah, you yeah. gotta have a um, home rep. You're gonna go crazy for Laurie Market, and when they if they enter his name, he's the starter. You know, uh, that's a good pick by you. Uh, I'll get to Laurie Market more. He's he's extremely deserving. He was one of actually the guys that I'll just say this right now, not to tip my hand too much, but he was a guy who I was like no doubt. He was a guy that I had like zero thoughts about taking him off. He is extremely well deserving, and props to him. Uh, just like how Joel Embiid was an obvious pick yesterday at center, obviously Nikola Jokic is going to be an obvious pick. He's second in the NBA in double-doubles. He leads the NBA in triple-doubles, uh, 42 games played. Uh, he averages 25 a game <clears throat> on 63% shooting from the field, 38% shooting from three-point range, which is very good, especially for a big man, 82% from the line. Then you get into the 11 rebounds and the 9.9 assists. He's basically averaging a triple-double. He's at 9.9 assists. Uh the advanced analytics love him. He leads the NBA in win shares, offensive win shares, really PER, all that stuff. True shooting, he's high in. Uh, effective field goal range, all, all these analytics that the nerds love. Jokic kills it and all of that. The Denver Nuggets are the number one seed in the Western Conference right now. They're one of the most potent offenses in the NBA. Uh, Jokic is also one of just the most unique and fun basketball players, and I think he's great in an all-star game, too, just as a side, uh, because he's a guy who's going to pass the ball and get other players involved. So you'll have him, and he's going to get the ball to Steph, he's going to get the ball to Braun, he's going to get the ball to Luka, and he's going to put those guys in a lot of great positions to score and really entertain the fans. And it's nice when you have one guy out there who, like, Jokic, I don't think he cares at all if he scores, like, two points. He'll have, like, 17 assists, and he'll be cool. So I think that's going to be really nice and some good balance in that starting lineup, too. So Jokic at center, and well-deserving, by the way. Yep, all the right, all the, you know, all those same reasons. Um, I'm not the biggest Jokic fan, but that's just personal, you know, fan talk. But He's growing on you. Is that yeah? I I agree with that. He's definitely growing on me. I definitely he's. I will say this. He was one of my one of the, I say like top five favorite players to watch. I got like a list of certain players that I love to watch based on how the way they play. And Jokic definitely got like that game to where like it's weird, but it's a good weird because it's kind of like Luca. Like they play at their own pace. It's not fast. It's not slow neither. There's he's still going like a hundred miles, but it just it's just the eye test. I just. You know, personally, I, I just, you know, I'd rather go with Embiid, but I, I like I like watching him play because I've never seen a center go do what he does on the assist side, being able to run point guard, advance the ball up the floor, control the pace, actually, as a center. You know, usually a center doesn't do that. A guard does that. And to be able to do that on a consistent basis, you know, for a center is unheard of. Do so I think... Um, do I think he's the best center in the league? Yeah, you you, you could have some debates with that, but he's well deserving of his spot. I think that Jokic is definitely going to be one of the players that end up end up winning the chip somewhere down the line because he's just the winner. He impacts you know winning on the floor. Denver is a different team, just like the Warriors. Uh, Steph, uh, the Warriors is a different team without Steph. Denver is a different team without um, Jokic. And they could probably still win games based off ta the talent they got, but it's still just a different offense without him because it doesn't flow. You know, they, some of those players don't got the same 
vision and same IQ that he has. So when you take that away from Denver, you know, it takes away from the offense. But when he plays, it's, you know, it's, they're the number one in the team in the uh, West. And they're one of my picks to be a title contender this season. I just hope they don't choke high, you know, they normally do. But <laughs> all on, it's not even all on Jokic, it's just all on his team and supporting cast around him. He deserves it. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And then come next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Me and Scotty are going to get into the West Reserves. Come next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. The stage is set and we're counting down to the battle in Arizona. There's no better way to get ready for the NFL action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Super Bowl 57. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Instantaneously, folks. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout. With DraftKings stepped up same game parlays, boost your Super Bowl 57 winnings. With each leg, you add up to 100%. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TBN. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBN. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk. We still have Scotty Johnson with us as we're talking NBA All-Stars Western Conference version. Now we're going to get into the reserves for All-Star predictions in the West. So for my first guy off the bench, I'm going to go with Ja Morant, uh, leading the Grizzlies to the second seed in the Western Conference so far in this NBA season. Uh, statistically very good. I mean, 27 points per game, five and a half rebounds a game, eight assists per game. He's one of the best players, probably the best player this side of Giannis Antetokounmpo at getting into the pain. I mean, other guys like Joel Embiid have a high free throw rate just like him. Uh, the shooting percentage is fine. It's at 46%. Three-point shooting, obviously, going to be a little bit better at 31%, but the impact he makes on the game is undeniable. And uh, I did think, really think hard about putting him over Steph. The only re- and if Ja played like 44, 45 games, I probably would have put him over Steph. And, and let's say if the record was, let's say if they were the one seed in the West and he played like 44, 45 games, I would have put him over Steph due to just Steph not playing enough basketball. But Ja's well deserving. And he's the first guy I thought of when it comes to like who's the next guy out of all these reserves. It's Ja Morant. Yeah, I don't like how the way this is going. I got job too, but I can't wait to see how the rest of this is going to go because job was definitely one of the ones that I switched out as well. I thought he was it was for Steph. But 27 points a game, five and a half rebounds, eight assists, 44% from the um, field goal, 32% from three, free throws, 74%. I mean... John Morant is definitely, I feel like he's going to be that player that's going to be in the All-Star every year just based on how the way he play. You know, the game is just so smooth. It's, it's, it's beautiful to watch. Like, he's it's kind of like watching D. Rose, just more under control and it's more smoother. D. Rose is probably more faster on his feet, 
But Josh definitely, his game is just, you know, he's under control. He's not, it's not like he's going 100,000 miles per hour and can't control himself. Like, he can control himself. Josh probably a better finisher than D. Rose was, which is crazy. I argue that, but. D. Rose was still a pretty good finisher. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But Josh, and then where he, you know, where he got this Memphis team, I mean, to the playoffs almost every year, even this year. Like, a lot of people think this is the year to do it based on the season they had last year. They had, you know, they second-round exit to a team like the Warriors, which is not a good team to – I mean, a bad team to lose to. They end up losing to the team that eventually won the finals. So you could arguably say that if Memphis didn't go down, they could have went – they'd go down to the Warriors. They could have went to the final. They could have beat Dallas and went to the finals. It's possible. So – I give it to I give the, um, my six man off the All Star bench. I give it to Ja. Easily could have been a starter. Yeah. So next for me, for my next guard off the bench, my next guy off the bench is going to be a guard as well. Damian Lillard, uh, twenty nine a game, uh, four rebounds, seven point four assists. The efficiency, you know, I would like it to be more efficient, forty five percent. But he's really good from the line at ninety two percent. Excuse me, 90%. He shoots 90% from the line, so he makes his free throws. You know, the Blazers, they're a team that's kind of falling in and out of between being a lower seed to being in the playing range. Right now, they're out of the playing range. It's hard because when you look around the West, there's not a lot of candidates that you're looking like, okay, they deserve it, they deserve it. But I think uh, Dame Dame deserves it. Uh, Really good bounce back year for Dame being healthy and being like the guy for the Blazers this year. And after 29 games, after 29 games for me. So Damian Lillard is the next guy for me. There we go. Let's throw up some controversy. My next guy is a Kentucky guy. I know who it's going to be. I know it's who it's going to be. Got his team to the third seed in the West. That was oh, 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 never mind. I thought it was going to be somebody else. Okay, never mind. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I know who you're thinking, though. You're thinking about the big guy from Kentucky. No. I got the guard, De'Aaron Fox. Averaging 24 points a game, four rebounds, six assists, on 59.3 true shooting, at 52% from the field goal in his last five games. 65% from the free throw. We could work on that, but last five, he averaged 25 on uh, 37, playing 37 minutes. So that's it's not bad. And I think the Aaron Fox is this, this all star in particular is definitely deserving because you got to give credit to the Aaron, bro. He stayed in the West, stayed on the losing team, stuck with the process, you know, stayed loyal to the team that drafted him, got paid money, big money, and got, you know, his team better. Well, not just him, you know, the the organization got the team better, but it started with De'Aaron Fox. He's the only one I want to say from that draft class that I will say from that draft class, but one of the players that they drafted that's still there. So, you know, you typically don't see that in today's game no more. But you know, usually when you get paid, when the best player gets paid the big money, they usually either stay stagnant or they can never top. You know, they can never go past. They can never play a level beyond that. You know, they can never turn up to. You know. Take it up an extra notch per se, and you got to give it to De'Aaron Fox. Like he stayed down in the tougher con in the Western Conference, took his L's, and just went to work. Went to work. Stayed in the gym. Stayed in the gym. Went to work. Look where his team got his team to where they at now. So he was deserved. I I love the uh, Kentucky love from you, Scotty. I I should have known that you would have. 
DA in there. I should have known that you would have Darren Fox in there. Of course, of course, man. Big Blue Nation. We we ain't ranked right now, but that's all right. Our legacy lives yeah, Coach on. Coach K, Coach Cal Perry might be actually I said Coach K. Coach C might be losing his uh his touch a little bit. But I'll go to another Kentucky guy for you, the Kentucky guy who I think is probably way more deserving, uh, who I thought you were going to mention. I was like, okay, me and Scotty are on the same wavelength here, and then he says the Aaron Fox. I'm like, I guess we're not on the same wavelength. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Shea Gildas Alexander, uh, 31 a game. Five rebounds, five and a half assists. He's shooting 51% from the field, uh, 90% from the line. Uh, you, then, then you look at the free throw attempts are pretty good, too. He's leading. He's very close in terms of free throw attempts with the best of them, with guys like Ja, Giannis, and Bede. He's up there as well. He gets to the line, creates contact at the rim. He's played 43 games this year playing 35 minutes a game. The, the only thing is, you know, Oklahoma City, their record isn't what you would expect, but they're a young team who's tanking. Shea Gillis-Alexander's balling. He should definitely be in the All-Star game, and he is one of the best. If the All-Star game is going to have 24 of the quote-unquote best players, finest players in the world, Josh for, uh, excuse me, Shea is for sure one of the 20 at least players who I think are deserving if we're just doing a draft right now. So uh, Shea Gillis-Alexander deserves to be in here, no doubt. Oh no, he's on. Oh, well, just a oh, spoiler alert. He's definitely on my list. Just not. I just didn't name him. Just didn't name him. Just didn't name him after I named uh, Laurie. But I definitely got SGA on my list. Another reason I didn't have him over, I didn't name him before the end, is because of the team records. Okay. I'll be honest, guy. I don't think De'Aaron Fox is the best player on his own team. Okay, another debate. We're going to say that. I think Sabonis. Sabonis. I have Sabonis as an all-star. Yeah, I think Sabonis is better. Okay, because that was going to be my next one. Monte Sabonis. Wow, so you have two kings. You have two kings going to all-star week. When was the last time that happened? Two Sacramento kings are going to play in the all-star game. I mean, they they were deserved. I mean, if you really, you know, if you follow basketball these past five years and you really see where the Kings were at, the Kings were the laughing stock of the league at one point, you know? I remember it's a viral clip on, uh, it's a viral clip on, um, on YouTube. I forget who was playing Sacramento, but somebody was telling Boogie, like, it's everybody's house. It's your house. It's my house. Like, it's everybody's house. Y'all losing. So, and just to see where they're at now, like, you know, you ain't got no choice but to respect it. And it starts with them, too. And I get an edge to um, De'Aaron Fox over Sabonis because I get a guard an edge over a big any day because the guard has to get the ball to the big. The guard has to orchestrate things in order for, you know, the big to, you know, get his touch. Who's better than so, Joel Embiid or James Harden? What you mean? Like, duo-wise? Out of, you know, Sabonis and Fox? You know what I'm saying? Who's better, Joel Embiid or James Harden? James Harden. Okay, Scott. Who's playing better right now for their team? <laughs> <laughs> who was better in, in the year 2000? Who was better, Kobe or Shaq? Shaq. Okay. I'm just asking. Who was, who was better in the year 2004, Tony Parker or Tim Duncan? Tony Parker was only in the league for what? 
Three years? Well, he was the guard. Okay, you can use Manu if you want. We can use Manu. Manu you know, or Tim. Same, around the same time? Around the same time? Tim Duncan was the best player on those Spurs. I'm just saying. I just named a few bigs. I'm just saying. Who, you was, be, better, who was better, Wade or Shaq in 06? Shaq was old. That doesn't count. <laughs> Shaq was old. That's Shaq old. It doesn't count. Shaq was old. I mean, but... The guard, I mean, but I feel like Sabonis, at his position, the position that he plays, is easier for him to, to play consistent, you know, because he's not – the ball ain't in his hand all like that. You got to get the ball to him. And it's like it's easy for a player to get their numbers when the ball's like in their hands all the time and they ain't being used all the time. Like, Doesn't Sabonis lead the team in assists? He do? No. Nah. How many assists is Fox at? Sabonis is like at seven. Oh, that, then he does, then. He's <laughs> Know that. I thought they run their offense too. Sabonis a little bit more on the half court. Yeah, I think I think Fox is the starter in terms of initiating the offense, obviously, and and he definitely creates the pace that they have, which allows them to have such a good offense. But I do think in the half court, Sabonis is kind of the one similar to maybe now not how a Jokic does it, but he's definitely controlling a lot of stuff in the half court for what they do offensively. Touche. So, I'm next now, right? Yep. Okay. I got the Air Fox, the bonus, and um, I think just the Air Fox and the bonus. We should be on the eighth one, right? No, ninth for me. Ninth, and then it's yeah. No, it's yeah, ninth yeah, for yeah. me. Yep, 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 yep. Laurie Markkinen, you already mentioned him. Um, fantastic. He could have been an All Star starter. Uh, Twenty five a game, eight point eight rebounds. Um, Two assists. He's shooting 52% from the field. You really like the efficiency there from the guy. The Jazz have had a very surprising season right now. If the season ended today, they would be a playoff team. Uh, he also shoots 43% from three-point range, which is amazing, especially for a big. And he shoots 87% from the line. That Those are great numbers. When you have a big who's shooting 52% from the field, 43% from three, and 87% from the line, those are amazing see- Amazing efficiency splits right there uh and part of the reason why utah is able to play this five out efficient basketball moving cutting picking uh finding the open man he just fits seamlessly into that which is allowed for a lot of good winning basketball which has made the team play way above their talent level they're a team that in terms of pure talent they're probably a bottom five team and now they're playing like a top eight team in the Western Conference, which is extremely impressive. So Laurie Marketing uh, will represent the hometown, Utah Jazz in the All-Star game. He definitely should be. No issue with Scotty's pick as him as a starter. If he's a starter, that'd be well-deserving, and it's probably a better story, to be perfectly honest with you, considering he was a guy who was a throwaway from the Bulls, from the Cavs, and then to have a breakout year like this, it's pretty awesome to see, actually. You got that right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Laurie Marketing for me is my next guy. Uh, for my next one, it'd be a guy you just named, SGA, Shea Gilders, Alexander, averaging 30, 30, 5, and 6. That's 5 rebounds and 6 assists. Um, pretty much efficient. Um, you know, I'd say about 50, yes, very efficient. 51% from the field goal, 37% from three, 90 free throw, 90% from the free throw. I ain't gonna lie. I didn't know Shea Gilders was shooting, his shooting numbers was like that. Because every time when I watch him play, he does It seems like his jump shot's a little off, doesn't it? It seems like it's a little short. 
ain't gonna say it seems like it's off. It's just you never. It doesn't feel like he be having them high scoring games the way he do, unless when it get down to like the final like two three minutes, and then when it's crunch time, like okay, now you know they're giving the ball to him. But throughout the game, it'd be like, how did he get twenty eight points or twenty six points? Like you ain't even paying it no mind. But then it's how the way they play too. You know, they they the second. I want to say not the second youngest. They're the youngest team in the league. So I feel like if they'd have a better record, you could argue he. Could have been a starter. It's arguably could have been a starter. He, if he had a better record, he'd be a starter. If the Thunder were top four seed in the West, he would be the All Star starter. Definitely starters numbers. We can agree with that, right? Yeah. So, and, that, and that's another Kentucky guy. You know how I feel about Big Blue Nation, but that's what we do. You know, and this and this Kentucky is known for the guards, so. And the thing I like about Shea Gilgers is that he's tall. He don't even look like he's tall, but he's tall. Like he's like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. And he's a... And he's you know, long. Guard. And how to wait. And he's fundamental. You know, he plays smart. He doesn't like, you know... At least the the mistakes he I see him make on the court be young mistakes. Like, you know, mistakes he can correct, like, you know, as he gets, you know... As he gets more acclimated. And he only in his, what, fifth, fifth season... Well, this is his sixth season. He's only like 24. Yeah, and he's only 24. He's still going to get, you feel me? There's still room to grow. And I feel like eventually he will be a starter. But that's who I got. So for me and my next guy, this will be 10 for me now. You're going to be shocked by this one. I'm picking playoff P, PG, Paul George. Uh, he's played 34 games yeah. this year. Paul George. 34 games this year, Scotty. Um, that's enough. I mean, I think that's the threshold. 34 games. I mean, Steph only played like 32 or whatever. So, I mean, Paul George played 34 games. The Clippers right now, they're the sixth seed in the West. A little bit disappointing, but he's, to me, he's been the best part of the team this year. He's been better than Kawhi Leonard. And yeah, Paul George is averaging 23 points per game, six rebounds, 5.2 assists per game uh, as well. I mean, the efficiency is solid. It's 46% from the field. Then you look at the three-point shooting numbers, they're 38%. And then the free throw numbers are solid as well uh, because he's at 89% you know, from the line. So pretty solid shooting splits, decent numbers. Uh, I see him take on the team's primary defender a lot of the times at the wing position, and I think he's been better than Kawhi, and he's partly been the reason that this team has the record that they do have. So uh, I think Paul George is pretty solidly deserving of an all-star slot. So you think better right now, Paul George or Kawhi? Paul George. Right now. Paul George. And you know that hurts for me to say that, but it's Paul George. I never thought I heard you say that. Kawhi and Leonard needs to start playing basketball. Kawhi, if you're listening, bro, play some basketball. Get back to me. Kawhi, get back on the court, man. <laughs> That's all I want to see. Okay, so my pick will be another gentleman you named, another Wildcat. Oh, I'm going to roll with these Wildcats. Mm. And that's, you know, my guy Anthony Davis, which I feel like if he didn't get hurt as early as, early as he did, he most likely would have been a starter because the numbers he was putting up was definitely Anthony Davis numbers, 27-12, two blocks a game. And if he'd have kept that pace up, he probably would have been on pace to win defensive player of the year again. But, you know, stuff happens. The injuries happens. And I think that 
that derailed the Lakers a little bit from, you know, from reaching to where they wanted to be at. I think they, that part of him going him going down is the reason why they at where they at. They're struggling to get into the playoffs and to stay in, let alone to play in. So I got AD. I, I hope he, you know, health, he gets healthy towards the end of the season because they need him a lot. They miss him really bad. It's just way better team defensively when he plays because teams that think twice before, you know, driving to the paint or say like if a team gets gets an offensive rebound, they'll think twice before putting it up when you've got like a seven-feeter, like an AD, or even like a Giannis or a Jokic or an Embiid or anybody that's seven feet, you'll think twice about putting it up if you got somebody down there. And I think AD causes that, like, you know, that, that second thought of like, oh, man, I, I can't put this up. I got to watch out for him if I take it to the hole. You know what I'm saying? Like, he causes, like, people to think like that. If you drive into the lane one time and you get blocked twice by the same person, you're going to think twice before. You're going to think three times before you go in there. Like, block me one time and keep blocking me. And AD definitely causes, like, matchups on the defensive end. So, he's my 10th. I did have a couple of honorable mentions just in case, like, you know, he, he doesn't get in because of, like, the health-wise and, you know, the injury stuff. But he's definitely my 10. Another player like Ja or Shea, if the team – well, more so like Shea, if the team record was better, easily could have been a starter. So, for my next guy is uh, Zion. Uh, Zion just a guy who's meant to play in the All-Star game. He's only played 29 games this year, and again, that <laughs> – it hurts me to put this man in the All-Star game, but uh, he needs to be in. Uh, the numbers speak for itself. 26 a game, 7 rebounds, 4.6 assists, 60% from the field, 37% from three-point range. Uh, he gets to the rim at will. Uh, people can't stop him. His burst and his sudden quickness are just absolutely insane. He's such an underrated passer, you know, when the help comes, when he's driving. Uh and he's an underrated defender. I, I think people have criticized Zion's defense. Uh, very good guy coming from the weak side, uh, kind of altering shots. Really good health defender. Closes in very quickly. He's very strong, so you don't really just can't go through him, right? Uh, plays passing lanes well. Uh, and when he plays, I mean, New Orleans becomes more than just a top four seed in the West. I mean, they become like a top two team in the West and a team that could legitimately win like the conference. So the impact Zion makes when he's on the court is undeniable. So Zion is my next guy off the bench. Does hurt me though that he's only played 29 games, but what are you going to do? Right. Um, my next guy, and I don't know, I don't know how you feel about this one, but they team is playing, they about mediocre but definitely better than what I thought. And his name might shock you. I got Ant Edwards. <laughs> you were, okay. I mean, forward, I mean, he listed as a shooting guard, but the, the Timberwolves use him as a forward most of the time because he, you know, he grew. When he got drafted, he was like 6'5". Now he's like 6'4". Now he like listed as 6'7", almost 6'8". So the man that got big, you know, and the numbers went up. I mean, 25, last five games, that last five games, he averaged 36 and five and two steals on 46% shooting, 41% from the 
uh, three, 86% from the free throw. I mean, one turnover. I mean, come on, man. Like, and Edwards has definitely got one of them games that it doesn't look, probably ain't the efficient, most efficient at times, but I, you definitely want somebody on that, on your, like that on your team because it's all-star material, you know, like the dunks, the high-flying, the posters. The confidence. See, like the, co- the cockiness, the confidence. You know, you want to see it in the All-Star game. The, the trash talking, like, just, you know, you can't get enough of Ant Edwards. I do think he's going to be the media favorite once he gets, like, you know, six, seven, eight seasons. He's going to be the one the media pick on. Because of, I ain't going to say he picked, they going to pick on him, but he's the one that's going to get asked the questions the most because they can't wait. They're going to want to hear what he has to say. And that's definitely star potential. So for my last slot... I have Anthony Davis. I didn't want to do it. Scotty, you know how I feel about winning basketball, Scotty. You know how I feel about winning basketball games. And it pains me that I believe as I did this. Let me just look back at all these names. Ironically, the only two members of the same team who I'm going to have in the All-Star game are going to be LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And right now, they're not even in the play-in game. So not even the top 10 seed. And... That the Lakers have a losing record, yet I'm going to put two of them in. I don't know why I've done that. You know, I don't believe in that. But uh, when Anthony Davis was playing, he was a top five player in the world, and he was an MVP candidate. I mean, 27-12, and 12, I, I think that speaks uh, for itself pretty clearly. Uh, and, and then you look at the efficiency. I mean, Anthony Davis, the analytics have always loved Anthony Davis and the efficiency, but 59%. From the field, just absolutely amazing. He's getting to the line at about eight times a game, so he's creating a lot of contact there. Obviously, decided to play center this year, so that kind of opened up everything defensively. What he does, whether it be protecting the rim, coming up and guarding the pick and roll, just defending his position in the paint, uh, being a help defender, covering space, flying all around the court, closing in, altering shots from the perimeter and in the paint. It's just all. Uh, making t- having forcing people to make contested shots, it, it's it's all special and it's spectacular. The twenty five games kills me. He's playing today, so I mean that gives me a little bit of hope. He's going to play a little bit more games and hopefully gets that thirty game mark by the time the All Star game happens, which is what I would like. But uh, Anthony Davis is wildly no, I'm not going to say wildly deserving, but uh, he's at the back end of it. But I think he's going to play himself more into it as he gets healthy, which he is getting healthy right now. So uh, that's a good sign. Okay. Not not a bad pick. My last pick would be, I think you already named this person already. I got Dame Lillard, my man Dame Dollar. Somebody that perennial all-star. I ain't never going to forget when they voted Dame in twice. I want to say three times. or want to say it was twice. I remember me being in high school twice where Dame wasn't one of the original um, voters that was cast in the All-Star game. Somebody ended up getting hurt and he ended up being somebody's replacement twice. And I think that ever since then, you know, people didn't knock Dame as an all They knocked Dame as an All-Star. But every year, the numbers go up. If they don't go up, they, you know, it's barely, barely the same. Like, 29, 29. They don't go down. <laughs> they don't go down. So, you know, they either stay the same or they go up. You know, 29.3, three, four rebounds, seven assists. Last four, five games, he averaged 34, nine, one steal, one block, two turnovers. 
while shooting 48% from the field, 40% from three, and 97% from the free throw. If that's not all-star material, I don't know what is. I think Portland, with their new coaching, uh, with their new head coach in Chauncey Billups, I think he's turning their little franchise around, especially in the stage with they're getting like the young players like Jeremy Grant, Anthony Simmons. Uh, I'm, I'm missing one. I'm missing one. Anthony Simmons, Jeremy Grant. It's another player I'm missing. Nurkic. But that Nurkic is another one. No, it's another. It's another young one. Uh, you're talking about the the. I'm talking about the cat who used to play for the Warriors. Gary Payton. Gary Payton. Oh, Gary Payton. 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 I the defensive that, guard that, who just cuts and can't shoot. I mean, energy, energy. They, yeah. You should have watched them in the playoffs last year. That's why all he does is cut. He defends, he cuts, and he can't shoot. It's energy. It's energy. I, you need that to win in the playoffs. So. And he's tough. He's tough. Tough. You're going to need that to win in the playoffs. But I respect the, you know, I respect Paul the side of them. But when you got, you know, when you win that, but you, I'm saying, when you win that, when you got players like that, like the young guys, you're rebuilding, you know, you got Dame as, like, the you know, leader. And, you know, give credit to him for staying because he could have, you know, did what all these other superstars have been doing. He could have requested a trade. He could have been left. But he signed, stayed down. Portland was definitely looking shaky at first, but they, you know, end up catching it, bringing it back, and they still fighting for the, that playoff spot. But I just, I mean, Dane Dollar is all-star. You got to have Steph in there shooting half quarters. You got to have another guard in there shooting half quarters. That's fair. Scotty, I want to thank you for coming on the show, man. I appreciate it. No problem, bro. It's been a blast. This was something that I, you know, I think I called, I want to say I called you a couple weeks ago, maybe last month, that I wanted to do an all-star because I was just watching the players play. It's just, you know, this one everybody was playing, too. So it's like, it's just something that, you know, I just always look forward to. I guess I'll just be excited. And once again, I want to thank Scotty for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And I want to thank all of you for tuning into this episode, the 533rd episode of Barbershop Sports Talk. Screen. What can I say about Ernie? What a big